So this is part three on the sports betting series, and we are finally going to discuss betting on sport. Specifically, in the same way last week presented the casino house edge, this week looks at the bookmaker's edge. And the next few minutes are going to sound a bit mathematically dense, but I assure you it's very simple maths. If you're struggling to follow, maybe skip back to here or, I don't know, get out a pen. But yeah, let's just dive right in. There is a useful term when considering sports betting. Implied probability. This is simply a conversion of traditional odds into a percentage. A coin toss is 2 to 1 odds, yes? Or 2.0 in decimal odds. So 100% divided by 2 is 50%. Here, the implied probability of all possible outcomes should add up to 100%, and indeed, a coin toss does. 100% divided by 2 is 50%, heads is 50, plus tails is 50, equals 100%. This 100% is the sum of all of the true probabilities. But let's have a look at how bookies price a tennis match, something with only two outcomes. I took a random recent tennis game as an example. The odds for player one to win was 3.5 in decimal terms, and the odds for player two was 1.28. So let's check that. 100% divided by 3.5 plus 100% divided by 1.28 equals 107%? Wait, what? Why doesn't it add up to 100%? Well, this extra 7% is the bookie's edge, also known as the juice, the cut, the take, the margin, the vigorish, or the vig. The bookies have priced up the odds so that in all likelihood, they will make a profit regardless of the outcome. If someone says those are good odds, they can mean that in their opinion, the odds haven't really been priced up. In a game where two opposing players are evenly matched, we would expect a 50-50 chance of either winning. But have a look at a bookmaker's website, and you will see that the odds for such a game are not 2 to 1 each, but rather 1.8 plays 1.8. The implied probability here is 111%, which is a standard edge of 11%. So if I bet on one player, and you bet the same on another player, the bookie makes 11% return regardless. This is still true on sports where there are way more than two outcomes. Bookmakers are essentially risk analysts, and they have the most advanced algorithms in place with serious computing power to account for almost everything. If there are certain unknown variables in terms of the fitness of a player, for example, you might notice they price it up to, say, 120% to give them protection against any punter who is reading the difficult situation better than they are. And if the bookmaker doesn't make a perfect book, i.e. getting in a profit regardless of the outcome, they can always refuse bets at any time that aren't in their interest. The algorithm, of course, changes with more news or information in the same way information changes the mind of the punter. But the algorithm normally has access to way more information. If the system sees loads of betting in one direction, they can change the odds to incentivize bets the other way. It would be disastrous for the bookies if everyone bet only on one outcome and that outcome played out, so they take steps to ensure a broad set of bets. 
One of the ways professional sports bettors try and catch bookmakers out is by having a deeper knowledge of a sports match and betting when they know the true probability to be very different from the odds offered by the bookmaker. Either they have seen something the bookies haven't, or they just knew it sooner. As time is so important here, most bookies will suspend betting on something, even at the hint of a big news story coming in. This allows them to adjust their odds accordingly. You will see this in live, in-play betting too. An early goal for one team, for example, will always affect the probability of that team winning. Achieving this better knowledge can be done with research and analysis, but obviously there is always the temptation to use illicit means. A good example of this is when players have been caught tipping off friends and family to bet on them signing for a new team, just as they've signed the new deal but before the knowledge became public. Such activity is totally not allowed. Anyway, for most of us, we can try and outthink the bookies, But the issue here is that the machine tends to have a very good understanding after decades of learning from a huge amount of data on how people bet on sport. Furthermore, they're not just dealing with you, but with millions of people placing millions of bets, each with their own degree of knowledge and a different interpretation. So there will be a spread of bets. And because of that 5 to 20% house edge, the bookies will make a profit. Exactly like on the roulette table from part two. Even with a small edge, it doesn't matter what people bet, but that they bet, and bet lots. Indeed, this is the real game. This is the business model. The last two episodes make it clear that when you gamble, you are not playing the house. Some folks can make a profit, but on the whole, the bookmakers don't care in the slightest about your betting strategy, because it just means more total bets placed, which means more profit. This must be fundamentally understood before you ever place a bet, and might even be a reason not to bet at all. Furthermore, this will be so important in our episode about advertising of gambling, as they seek that crucial larger scale. Of course, if you're interested in hearing that episode and more sports-related content, please subscribe to the podcast on your app of choice. I found out this week that if you listen on most platforms, you will see the unique image I attach to every episode, but currently for Apple Podcast listeners, you will not. I'm just trying to get a hold of Tim Cook to sort that out, so uh, stand by. And if you want to get a hold of me, I am on Twitter at BenMole11, the podcast is on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Sustaining Sport, or check out the website, sustainingsport.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week when we are discussing the sensory overload and being biohacked by the gambling complex. See you then.